Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas in time for another Texas Homegrown Music. And I've got a nostalgic show for you today just because I am interviewing a woman who put her sweet dream on the back burner and raised four children. And at the age of 50, she started a music career which is really going great now after two records. She's got another one coming out, uh, her second record coming out soon. We'll be playing um, a song off of it today. But I just want to share with you that you don't need to give up. If you've got a dream for doing something, do it. You've got breath in your body and the ability to get out and do something, do something about it. Because life is about this journey, guys, and um, you never arrive. We're constantly always evolving and moving and, and changing, and I just think it's an inspiration, and I love sharing it with you today. So her name is Sandy June, S-A-N-D-E-E June, and I so enjoyed getting to know her and listen to her music. So before we do... I'm going to do a song off one of my first records that I released in 1993, and um, I've got players on here. I was looking at the liner notes, and I forgot about what an incredible record this was with so many different people involved from the likes of Chuck Rainey and uh, Bob, Jamie Oldecker, uh, Mike Finnegan, who's no longer with us, but a phenomenal B3 player. I even have the Edwin Hawkins Choir on this uh, record, and... Um, of course, the late, great Clarence Clemens. So uh, I'm going to do a song called Soul Shine, which I'm sure you guys are familiar with. And this is Andy Timmons, who is a phenomenal d- guitar player and friend of mine playing on this song. And uh, lots of great, great artists involved in this record. And I'm still, I'm really proud of this record. My husband, George Fuller, put this together for me Um and we were just newly together and he put this together for me and I'll never forget all that it took to to get that done but anyway I'm going to play this song for you now Soul Shine and we come back I'll be with my guest today Sandy June right here on Texas Homegrown Music When you can't find the light it guides you through a cloudy day When the stars aren't shining bright And it feels like you've lost your way When the candlelights of home burn so very far away Well, you gotta let your soul shine It's just like my grandma would say She would say soul shine It's better than sunshine It's better than moonshine way sometimes you gotta let your soul shine shine on through a cloudy day grew up thinking I had it made I could make it out there on my own but you know this old world can take a strong man and make him feel like he's all alone when the cold winds of hell start Brother, sister, listen to me, listen well You know there's darkness before the dawn, yeah Soul shine, it's better than sunshine It's better than moonshine It's damn sure better than the rain So don't mind, we all feel this way sometimes Robbed him of his very soul 
back with Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Sandy June. Sandy, welcome to the show. Thank you mainly for having me. I'm very excited to talk to you. <laughs> well, you know, I got, uh, I, I found out about you through a promoter, and I um, saw that you have a single that you're pushing, but I went to your website and started reading about you, and I think that this show needs to be an encouragement to people that um, think that they've waited too long to do something that they wanted to do their whole life. And I just, I just think you're a pretty cool chick to do this and to start this adventure like you did um, after you raised, I think it's four kids. Is that right? Four. Yeah. And I so have four. I want to, um, I just want to first off say kudos to you mom of the year for um have i've got four as well so i know exactly what you've been through (laughs) and mine are all adults now um but they'll always be my babies and my youngest is 21 so we will um i'm gonna start out by just letting you run with the ball here and talk to our listeners about your journey and your journey from being inspired by music or listening um, to the music of your parents and, and some of the influences that I just read about um, for you and just what it took all those years of putting something on, uh, keeping something, you know, on the burner way back on the burner in your heart of, of wanting to do it and, and, and raising those kids and having a nursing career and everything that you did. So share it with our listening audience. Cause I think it's pretty inspirational. Okay. So I've been asked um, by many people, you know, what do you hope to achieve by this? And honestly, um, after I tell you how I got started, it'll, it'll make sense. And, um, what I hope is just to inspire other people to never stop learning something or to think you're too old to do something. And with that being said, growing up, my mom always used to tell me, honey, don't die with your music still inside. And she meant that about anything in life. If I wanted to do something different, learn something new, or if I wasn't happy where I was in a a relationship, you know, she said, don't be afraid to do something new. It's okay. And then my daddy always told me, I don't care how old you get. Don't ever stop learning something new. So I know I I love that advice. And and I always and I always did try to take that advice. But when you start having children, you, you put yourself on the back burner. And it's always been my heart's desire to do something with music. But I never told anybody that. And um, I was never even in choir at school. Like, I didn't play an instrument. I always wanted to play the guitar or the piano. And so I started having children young. And um, I have four children. And then I was working. And I thought, you know, if I'm going to work, I I need a degree. I want to go back to school. And I want a degree. And I've always wanted to be a nurse. So long story short, I went to nursing school. I was accepted into nursing school whenever... I had a three-month-old, a two-year-old, a four-year-old, and an eight-year-old. Oh, my god! So I did that, and I continued to work. Yes, it was crazy. It was a crazy time in my life. But, you know, I look back on it now, and I think, how in the world did I do that? But you're young, and you just have so much energy. And I'm very goal-oriented. Once I put my mind to do something, I've just got tunnel vision. That's all I want to do. And so I did it, and... um, I worked cardiothoracic surgery at UTMB for a long time. And then I went into recovery room and um, working in the, um, in the ER some. And then my children were all grown and gone. And um, I turned 50. 
And this was um, four and a half years ago. And I thought, okay, you know, my children are all grown and gone. I've got grandchildren now. And it's time to do something I always wanted to do. I'm, I'm going I'm to take this next 50 years of my life. I hope to live to be 100 with my brain still. And I'm going to do something for me. And so I went secretly and I bought myself a guitar. And I didn't tell nobody I did it. And I started <laughs> teaching myself like off of YouTube, literally off of YouTube. I, I started with, um, oh, I can't remember his name. It'll come to me in a minute. But I just, every day, five, 15, 30 minutes, whatever I had. And I was calling my fiance um, about 4, 4.30 every day, asking him about what time he'd be coming home. Because I have a walk-in attic upstairs, and I would go and hide my guitar in the attic. And I, I just didn't want nobody to know. So after about five weeks, which I was playing by then, and I was keeping a diary every day of how, that's how OCD I am. I was recording my time practicing, what I learned that day, just keeping a diary. And so it was week five and he came home early. And I was sitting downstairs at the kitchen table with my guitar playing. And I wish I had a camera in the house because he came around the corner and he had his hands on his hips and he said, what in the heck are you doing? And I said, I'm playing the guitar. He said, when did you learn to play the guitar? And I said, about five weeks ago. <laughs> and he, he, just, he was like, oh my gosh. He goes, what else don't I know about you? What else are you keeping from me? But such a great moment. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I wish I could have recorded him actually. But um, so then it began and um, I got the nerve up about six months later to go to open mic. And I started doing that in places and it was just, it blossomed. It grew from there and then COVID hit. And then um, during COVID um, I wrote some songs and he goes, you know what? I think, I think you might can sing. I think you can sing. I said, you think so? He goes, yeah. He goes, we're going to the studio. So I, I went to the studio for the first time and during COVID and I released my first single that year and it went 31 on the Texas country music chart. I never expected that, but you know, it just goes to show you anything can happen. So who was your friend that oh, wrote yeah. this song? Somewhere between Helen and Meadows. Randy Meadow. Well, thank Randy you, Randy. Thank you, Randy, for um, letting her record this and get this. This sparked a career for her that we're all excited about. And we're going to play for you right now, Somewhere Between Hell and a Honky Tonk by Sandy June. And when we come back, we're going to talk about a new record that she's going to be releasing at the end of July. And um, we're really, really excited about it for her. And we'll, we'll certainly play some of your music when it comes out as well, sweetheart. But we'll be right back with Sandy June right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas.
hands Somehow the motions are killing me with Sandy June and um, Sandy is just she's such a doll I mean what a what an inspiration for people out there that have ever felt like they had to give up on a dream or a desire and you just you just didn't give up and you decided after your kids were grown that you were going to go back and do something about it and I'm, I'm hoping that there's a lot of people out there that hear this story and realize that as long as you're living and breathing and have the ability to learn Go for it. Right? That's right. That's right. And that's what I hope my kids take away from this, too. Um, at first, I kind of felt a little guilty, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm I'm a Nana now and I've got all these grandkids. Should I be devoting 100 percent of my time to that? But no, you know what? They need to see that you need to do things for yourself. You need to keep learning things. And this will be something I can leave behind for them and absolutely. they'll absolutely absolutely yeah. and you know really it sounds a little bit selfish but it's actually not and I can tell you're a very loving and um, nurturing person but you know you raised your children you. and now your children had their children and you can you can help be there you know when they really really need you for something but you've done it and now it's time for you to enjoy life again and 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 I I'm I'm all about it. In fact, my husband tells me all the time, you're not raising any kids again. <laughs> he he yeah, tells me and I then know. he tells I all hear. my kids that because <laughs> he knows yeah, I have I a propensity. Do you? Yeah, I he knows. But yeah. I get they're here. They're here all day long during the day. They're here, And they're in the music room with me, too. They're playing right alongside me. Okay, so um, all of my recordings have been done at Rosewood Studio in Tyler, Texas. Okay. And um, I just I love the studio. I found that it was my first place to ever go and, and record a song. I had never even had headphones on my ears before. I didn't even know what to expect. Right. But they made me feel right at home. And I just, I loved, I loved it so much that I've not gone anywhere else. Yeah. And um, Greg Hunt passed away um, shortly after my first single and, and and I just I can't thank him enough and Drew and Carrie that that are at Rosewood for I just I went to the right place for the first time that's all I can say and so during COVID I wrote um, a lot and we were recording those songs and um, that's what this album is all about um, I got seven original songs on this album and I did add three bonus cover songs that okay. were my favorite. I did um, Honky Tonk Angels by Kitty Wells okay. and I put on Honky Tonk Girl by Loretta okay. Lynn and um, what is the other one? I can't remember what the other one is right now. I'm drawing a it's blank. All right. It'll be a surprise. Have well, we'll make you know, that a surprise. I'm 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 not surprised that you chose a Loretta Lynn song because you definitely um, favor her style a lot in in listening to you. So I'm assuming that you were a big fan of hers and um, and probably that same era, maybe like Patsy Cline and um, you know some of the some of the yeah. original women that especially from from that that time period and. 
you know, and, and then I, I think I heard you say something about you, that you listened to your parents' music growing up, um, some of the classic rock. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'm a big classic rock fan. That's really where, like, if you get real deep down into my soul, that's what you're going to find. <laughs> if you could see it as an image. Um, I love James Taylor and Boston and Journey and Bob Seger and Stevie Nicks and Tom Petty. And I mean, I could just go on um, that. I, I love it. And that's what was, Oh, Elton John can't forget him. Oh my goodness. And so that's what my parents were always playing at home. But when I'd go to my grandparents' house, um, my grandma always had Loretta Lynn and Patsy Cline playing you know, okay. Merle Haggard, Ernest Tuttle. So I kind of had the best of both worlds. Sure. Um, but, and, and then I, I always thought that I really would go classic rock, but it turns out when I sing, it comes out like Loretta Lynn. <laughs> You'll well, hear I that. I can tell the by original. your voice too and by your talking, by your talking as well. Yeah. You change that sometimes. No, don't change. Just you got, honey. You're born with that Texas twang. He can't get away from it. Well, I, I, I say that only because I want to try to mix people up and 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 see if I can really change it. But I can't. I'll go places and they'll say, like we go to Cozumel or whatever. We're checking in one time at the countertop, and they said, "You have got to be from Texas." I said. How do you know? You know, and they're like, well, <laughs> well, so, yeah, just the whale. I mean, you know, you made it a two syllable word. It's, it's just it's no the way we are, honey. There's no getting away from it. Same with me. And um, it's so funny because all of the traveling that I've done. Uh, and I've, you know, been been all around many places in the world, but they always peg you and they always pegged me. And it's funny how they, you know, it's it's always Texas. It's not just, you know, they know yeah. the region. So we've definitely got yeah. our, our own kind of little. Yeah. And it's and especially yeah. if you say y'all and fixing and just all those little words. So uh, just a funny little thing when we, um, so we adopted it. One of our kids is adopted from Africa, right? From Ethiopia. And you just don't realize how funky our language is until you have a child that's learning it. And she was a little bit older when she came and, 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 you know, it's really funny because some of the times I would, she, she would say some words and I'd say, well, honey, you got to remember, that's just something we say here in Texas. Nobody else is really going to understand it. <laughs> like the whole big exactly. and <laughs> Right. But, that's exactly right. But, well, I love so, it. I love it. So tell me about so the process with you on the writing. And um, I, you said you chose three three songs, cover songs that you really love, but there, there, there's seven original songs on there. Did you always have this um, ability to write? Where did you ever write poetry? You know, where where did that come from? Because I, I there's a lot of artists out there that they just get, they have that, they're, they're stuck in this place where they think that, that you know, it's either going to you're either born with it or you're not. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that, but I also know that you have to hone it and you have to continue it. So tell me about how you, you came to that process. Definitely. I did love writing when I was growing up little, I mean, ever. I, okay. So my kids are going to have a field day one day because I've kept a diary since seventh grade. Oh my goodness. And I have a, I have a storage <laughs> because I collect antique furniture, but they're all in there. And one of these days, you know, they're going to get to read from seventh grade on about me. But I always wrote, I've always written poems. Um, now, unfortunately, I had a, a, a book that I used to write a lot of poems in, and I had a house fire a long time ago. I think oh, it was lost in 2000. It. I lost that. Yes, I, 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 I'm so sad about that. But I do have my diaries. <laughs> so so um, you, had the, you had a house fire and lost. Did you lose everything that was in the house presently or just a certain we area? Lost everything. Oh, my we goodness, lost girl. Much what is that like? Yes, I mean, it it, was, that's got to feel like um, like you just got stripped of something. Yeah, it's the most devastating, empty feeling that you can imagine. Um, I, I, I won't you know, put it next to losing somebody, but 
it, it's your your memories are just attached to you know things. It made me realize not to get attached to possessions and and things and keep life simple because it can be gone in a minute. You know, it can be gone in no time. Um, now I did I, I do keep really special things in a fireproof box now. You know, I've learned to do things like that, but. Um, it was pretty, it was pretty devastating to lose, you know, blankets, quilts that were made for my children, you know, just those kind of sentimental things. How long ago so was that? It was very, um, that was in 2001. Okay. So were your kids? It was we were all gone. We were in Red River, Mexico, snow skiing, and it was, um, it was right after Christmas. We left the next day after Christmas, we went to Red River and we had a really bad winter that winter. I don't, I don't remember what, what happened, but I just know the fire started in the laundry room and it was an electrical fire. I don't, I don't know all the details of it, but it pretty much burnt down everything. We had the exterior walls standing. And oh my goodness. And, and did you, um, did you find out while you were gone, somebody called you and told you yeah. that your house was, it was, oh. the day, it was the day we were leaving to come home when we got the call. We were on our way. We were at the airport actually about to get on the, the plane and we got the phone call. So that, I think that was the longest plane ride, the oh, longest wow. ride home. I couldn't get there fast enough. And then we couldn't touch it for several days because you had to wait for it all to, you know, die down and smolder out and, you know, not be hot anymore. It just, everything was just wet and black and water everywhere. I, I tried, I was trying to salvage things and just crying and it was just heartbreaking. Oh, well, but, you know, that, there you go. There's another, there's another something that people can learn something from. And I'm with you on the whole trying to be simple and, and uh, I'm, I'm, I was married to a builder. So for years I was learning not to get attached to things, especially to houses or, yeah. you know, possessions, because, you know, we, everything was for sale in my world all the time. But, um, but, but I, I, yeah. I really admire you for t telling us about that and what it felt like, because a lot, a lot of people suffer loss like that. And I know there's fires that are going on right now um, out in California and in um, Colorado. And it's a devastating thing to see that and to know that you have that propensity of, of having it all be gone. But you got your life and everybody right. was okay and you weren't there and you, you were able to start over. And um, it's a beautiful thing. I'm so glad that you survived that. Well, we're going to play Homemade Remedy. And we come back, I'm speaking with Sandy June and um, her career that she just embarked upon just recently for just just not even several, just a few years ago after uh, spending a, half of her life raising four kids and having all these grandchildren to not give up on her dream. And I just think it's a beautiful thing, Sandy, and I wish you the best. And when we come back, let's talk about what it is that you're wanting to do and where you want to go with this. Cause I think that, um, I think you got something beautiful to embark on and I'm so happy that you came on the show and we could share it. So let's sing that, play that song homemade remedy. When we come back with Sandy June right here on Texas homegrown music with Maylee Thomas. on others about their ways I'll cut the wire and I'll put out a fire if something strikes a match my way and I stroll with the wind shine on a cloudy day while whiskey up and I'll take a puff and carry on my way I'll never change it's the cousins and I, we went to church on Sunday Drunk as a loon on cough syrup on a On grandma's homemade remedy It's the late night gamblers with the drunks and the junkies You find them out back, smoking something funky Living life just as happy as they can be
quietly I stay surrounded by my friends And my big old family tree And if I slip up and I take a fall I get up gracefully I'll never change It's the cousins and I We went to church on Sunday Drunk as a loon on cough syrup Junkies, you find them out back Smoking something funky Living life just as happy as they can be On Sunday, drunk as a loon on cough syrup on a on grandma's homemade remedy. It's the late night gamblers with the drunks and the junkies. You find them out back smoking something funky, living life just as happy as they can be. It's the cousins and I. We went to church on Sunday. Drunk as a loon on cough syrup on a on grandma's homemade remedy. Well, we're back now with Sandy June, and um, so Sandy, you're. I'm going to say you're engaged, which really just means you have a partner because you guys have been together for so long, and um, I think we talked about this off the air. That uh, that that you know it's it's like it doesn't really matter. We use that term so loosely. Marriage. I mean, you know, like oh, they're married. I I, I prefer to say, well, they're together. And so, um, you and your yes. significant other. His name again. His name is Ed Bradley. Ed, Ed Bradley. Yeah. So you and Ed Bird. have this. Yeah, you have this beautiful relationship, and you even wrote a song together. Um, the hippie and me loves the cowboy and you. What a fun dynamic, and how wonderful it is that he supports you, and not only supports you, but would actually get involved in helping um, you embark on this. It doesn't it just feel so wonderful to have somebody by your side that can appreciate what it is that you want to do and love you through it? Absolutely. He absolutely is my biggest fan and cheerleader. He is all gung-ho. He would do this 24-7 if I would allow it. But I, I'm honestly the one that's like pulls the reins back and like, okay, well, we got to have some family time and do this. But he would just go 24-7 with music with me. He loves it. Um, we both really love it. We love to you know sit down and just pick words and write things down. The first song I wrote, we were at the Armadillo Palace in um, Houston. And um, I wrote a song that night. That was the first song I ever wrote. He and I wrote that together sitting there. And um, I didn't I have not recorded that. That one is still, it was my first one. So it's it's one that's in the back of the line right now. It needs a lot of TLC. I know what you mean. I believe me. I can remember some of my early songs. I'm like, oh goodness. What was I thinking? But it's it's got a good flow to it. It really does. I just need to go back and revisit it one day, and I'm going to do yep. that because it was my first one. So, um, and but we get together all the time. Um, every week, we're picking each other's brains. Well. You know, so it's good. I love to co-write. I, I, I find that I like to write, like we said earlier, and I like to write poems, but writing together with someone, boy, I mean, it's like, it's like doubling your money, you know? I mean, you've got extra, extra brain set in the, in the segment there to throw new words out there. And I just love it. it it's really a good thing. Well, um, you've got you've got a song right now that's um, that's doing really really well on the charts. Tell us about that. Too okay, many hearts so in Houston. Current, 
Yes. Too Many Hearts in Houston is my current single out right now. And I want, I was going to release one of my originals that I wrote, but Ed, Ed's dad has a best friend by the name of, he goes by Jim Cannon. His name is James Wiley Cannon, but Jim has hundreds of songs that he has wrote in his lifespan. He's 84 years young and not a one is actually written on paper. They're all in his head. And he would sing this song and we loved it. And so Ed wanted to record this song for him because none of his songs have ever been recorded and, and he's actually really good. And so it turned out that, you know, it fit me just right singing the song. And so we recorded this for him. This was really done for him. Um, like I said, he's 84 years old and he is we met with him yesterday. We, we met his dad and his best friend, Jim, who wrote this song um, for lunch for Father's Day. And um, they were just, they're tickled to death to see me, to hear this song. They're telling everybody in the little town of Gonzales that they live in, you know, it, and it just makes my heart happy to see this also for them. Well, you know, that just makes me love you more, Sandy, because here you are to, to making his dreams come true as well. I mean, what a beautiful, beautiful yeah. soul you are. And um, and, and your fiancé or your, your partner, whatever, for thinking about helping this man um, get his music out there. Yeah. And what a legacy for him as well to have you sing this song that, uh, that he can be so proud of and, and and have played for all of his relatives too. I just think you're a beautiful human being, honey. And just that in itself is going to catapult you because it, it, it really does speak to people when, when you do kind things like this. And I, wow, that's, that's really, really special. Well, we're going to play that song right now. It's called too many hearts in Houston. And tell me what's the name of the record. So where everybody can be looking for this release in the end of July. Okay, so this is, um, it just gives me chills right here. So this song, um, there's a song on my album that, that I co-wrote also with Seth Candon. It's called Music Fed My Soul. And um, that's the name of this album, Music Fed My Soul. And it's a combination of, well, seven of my originals and three of um, three covers that I, that I did. I wanted to put some classic rock on there because Music That Fed My Soul really is a combination but I'm going to come out with another album that's all that, just to um, show right, all the inspiration songs that you've grown up with. Yes, inspiration So that's all the name of the album, Music Soul, that will have this new single on it and then with six others. Uh, well, people, you're, you're going to have to, especially if you're in the Houston area. So are there some places that people can um, can count on you coming to play there regularly or should they just go to your website? And by the way, she spells yeah, her name Sandy. Yeah, her, she spells her name Sandy, S-A-N-D-E-E, -E, June. And um, she's got a, a website out there and Facebook and Instagram and all of the, the, the platforms that you need. Uh, be sure to check it out because she's got this new record coming out and I know she's going to be out pushing and promoting it um, at the end of July. But uh, sweetheart, thank you so much for being on the show. You're just a wonderful, wonderful person. And I can't wait to give you a hug in person sometime soon. We need yeah. to get you to McKinney thank sometime. And, um, and so like we're gonna, well, we're going to play that song um, right now called Too Many Hearts in Houston, and it's climbing the charts, and you'll see why, because it's really a great little song, and I'm so happy that we're able to, to share it with our listening audience today and to share you with them as well, Sandy. We'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylee Thomas.
Well, that was a song called Groover's Paradise by Doug Sam. And if you're not familiar with his music, get familiar with it. I wasn't, and I'm digging it. Um, and that's spelled Doug Sam, S-A-H-M. And um, Doug, Doug started out in San Antonio, spent some time out in California for a little while, and then came back to Texas, ended up in Austin before he passed away in 1999. But uh, what an incredible musician musician he is. I mean, he played uh, played steel guitar, I think, at the age of six, I read, and uh, has mastered many, many other mus- um, musical instruments since that time, recorded with a lot of iconic artists, and uh, I really dig his style. I think he was a fellow hippie kind of like me, so check him out, Doug Sam. Once again, I really, really enjoyed getting to know um, Sandy June and her story behind her journey to music and how she had this dream and never gave up on it. And I just want to encourage all of you out there to do the same because, you know, I, I say it all the time. It's just one time through in this consciousness that we have. And I just don't want to see anybody give up on a dream or a desire or a burning, burning um, desire inside of them to do something. So get out and do it. If you've got breath, you've got the ability, go do it. If you can get up and walk, go do it. And um, make this life something that you treasure and, and remember. Remember, you get out of it what you put into it. That's what I say. you got to love life. So thanks again to my sponsors, Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and Burris Injury Law for making this show possible. And uh, we'll be back next week. So I'm going to take it out with Big Mama Thornton. I saw the movie Elvis. I want to encourage everybody to go see it. Um, I... I tell you, it was it was kind of hard on me to watch because he did get taken advantage of, and it was very sad to see that. But I, I certainly enjoy his music, and um, so I'm going to play Big Mama Thornton's version of Hound Dog because that's who he heard, and that's what who he was inspired by. So, God bless you guys. See you next time. Peace out, everybody, with Texas homegrown music and Maylee Thomas. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Yeah.